Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk. Brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where I invest in dividend stocks for weekly cash flow. It is Tuesday, March 28th. That means we only got a couple days left to the end of the fir third, first quarter? Okay. End of the first quarter. Right around the corner. Coming right up. All that nice, neat, fun stuff. Okay, so as you know, I still only have two positions, Bank of America and JWN. Now, I do have to let you know every once in a while this will happen where you will buy something and you just can't seem to turn it over quick enough. Now, for whatever reason, this may happen to you and it will happen eventually. You'll buy a, a position and it will drop a certain value. You can continue selling the premiums against it in or the covered calls against it in order to offset your cost basis, which means lowering your um, per share cost or Forget the exact name. It's escaping me at this moment. Cost basis. I think that's it. All right. Anyway, we're going to quickly go over what's available. Now, yesterday we went over the Dividend Kings and we went over Warren Buffett's list. So today we're going to be looking at some of the Dividend Champions or um, whatever you want to call them. But those companies that have increased their payments to their shareholders for more than 25 years. But before we get to that, let's quickly go over Bank of America and see where that is. Those are the positions I have at this moment in time. So the last 30 days for Bank of America. Uh, we got a double high at... Wow, I've been working too much. My eyes can't focus. Now, when you're staring at a screen too long and you get this little blurry vision, <laughs> means I need to go outside and do something else other than this reading. And All right. Anyway, besides all that. All right. So Bank of America has a 30-day high of 34.29. That was three weeks ago and dropped down to a low of 26.32. And that was on Friday. Nice thing. She gapped up on Monday and she's up again on Tuesday. We're sitting at 28.09 at this moment in time. The position we're in at the moment is uh, we sold the 29 call. Now, I really can't sell it at 29 because I'm into this thing at 35 and I didn't buy enough to offset that price. But I'm just going to keep on right Okay, so Bank of America, you got 5,900 shares at 35. So we sold off to 29 call, which gave us a nice little return, which means I'm over my 1% for the week, which is a good thing. I like that. And that's my main focus. Sometimes I really don't care because I don't. Think about it. Bank of America, at this moment in time, the stock price is lower than the book value. And that's a good thing because they could liquidate the whole damn company and I'd still make out on the deal. All right, that being said, let's take a look at the other one. The other one is JWN, or otherwise known as Nordstrom, JWN. Now, I'm a little upset with myself with the Nordstrom acquisition because Nordstrom is still above the book value. And I can't figure out, other than the fact that, you know, they do increase their payments to the shareholders for quite a bit. And they are a good company. They have been around for a while. Let's go through the numbers and let's just move on. All right. We got a 30-day high with Nordstrom at 2023. Okay. Now, that was four weeks ago. Now, from there, she just drops all the way down and comes to a 30-day low of 1491. Now, that was on Friday. Now, she's been up twice 
yesterday and today, you're sitting at 1544. Now, where am I with Nordstrom? Nordstrom, I am at 1970. Wow, I'm going to be holding on to this piece of crap for a while. But hey, it happens. And don't feel bad when it does happen. But um, like I said, the main focus, regardless of what you end up being stuck with or get the privilege of owning, because some people just buy stocks just to collect the dividends, and that's what we're doing. But also, along with the collecting of the dividends, we're collecting premiums. So, you know, there are good parts and bad parts about it. Yeah, it's holding me into these two two stocks at this moment in time, but I'm still getting over 1%. And that's basically the main focus anyway. All right. That being said, those are the only two positions I had. Now, we looked at the Dividend Kings already yesterday, and we already looked at Warren Buffett's holdings. Okay, so what we're looking at now is those companies that have increased their payments to their shareholders for a minimum of 20 Five years now. How many of them do we have this week? Now it's not that bad. We have uh, two, four, six, seven. Only seven of them, but not really because AbbVie or you know, AbbVie and Abbott Labs are basically in that category. We already looked at those yesterday, so I'm not going to look at those again. So MGRC, I know right off the top of my head that that is a monthly. Ozark Bank, that is another monthly. And at this moment in time, I'm not getting involved in a bank. Well, especially Ozark, because they're not, they're not a dividend king. They're not a prime broker, as far as I know. Now, they could be a prime broker. I don't know. But they're only offering $0.31. Cents. I'll go through it. Why not? Ozark, OZK, OZK. They are a monthly, so I'm not going to even bother. Now, RPM, I'm not pretty sure that's a monthly also. This should be a very short conversation. RPM, there we go. Yes, it is. And last but not least on the list of today, and this should be on everybody's list, um, AT&T. Now, let's take a look at the numbers for AT&T, and we're going to go through the motions. All right. A year ago, AT&T was sitting at, what is that, around 18 bucks. She jumps up, and we hit a double high. Now, when I'm saying a double high, now this is kind of a weird one because it doesn't happen all the time. We hit the high of the year in the end of May of last year. Funny thing, we had an anomaliptic event. And I'm going to explain this to you in a second. An anomaliptic event that happened just recently, um, the end of January. I'm going to get to that in a second. Now, from the high of the year, I'm going to call it the high of the year because the anomaliptic events don't really count as a high of the year, in my humble opinion. All right, so let's go through it. So the high of the year was back in the end of May of last year. Now, from there, this bad boy gaps down from 20 down to, to what is that, 16 and a half, no, 18 and a half, and then keeps on dropping and finding new bottom at 14.46. Now, don't get me wrong. 14.46 is pretty good for at t They've been around for over 100 years. Now, let's get back to that anomalyptic event. Now, you're looking at a company, right? And the stock is trading in a certain trade range, right around between was it, 18 and 20. And out of the blue, for no reason whatsoever, the stock jumps up and hits. All right. She opened up at 18.97. And she hit a high at 21.52. Totally out of the blue. So here it goes. 
why did it hit that high? Something wasn't happening because you have a daily average movement. You have a high and a low, and it usually ranges between, you know, three to five percent to the high side, three to five percent to the low side in conjunction with the opening of the day. Now, when the opening of the day is 1897, and the high of the day is sometime around 1917, and then you have this anomalistic event of jumping up, what is that, um, almost 20%, almost 10 to 20% of the daily movement? Now, that is not something that happens on a, on a daily basis. You never get a tail that big unless somebody, some big, huge hedge fund or some big, huge corporation coming with a whole shitload of stuff. And it even could be, um, what do you call it? One of those executives that have a lot of um, stock options. Because they do pay a lot of the big executives in stock options. And when you have a stock option at 20, 20 bucks, and the stock is only at 19 and you want to sell it at 20 bucks, sure, why not? Because you have a stock option at 20 bucks, But that skews the prices. Because that price is not available to everyone. It's only available to those small people, small, small percentage of people that hold stock options. And yeah, if a stock option is sold... On that day, even though the trading range is way below the stock option, it's going to skew the numbers. And that's exactly my opinion. I don't know for a fact. I don't really care because it is what it is. And I have no control over it. No sense bitching and moaning about something that I can't control. All right. That being said, let's take a look at the last 30 days for AT&T. Now. Last 30 days for AT&T, we got a low at 18.04, and that was two weeks ago. Now, from there, it shoots up to a 30-day high of 18.99, and that was today. So, <laughs> I'm a happy camper with AT&T. So, let's take a look at the seasonality, see what this thing normally does on an annual basis based on 10 years of history. Because let's face it, AT&T ain't coming out with any new products. I mean, they do telecommunications. You pick up the phone. Hey, hello, anybody there? You know, that type of thing. Nothing new in the last, what, oh, almost 100 years since Alexander Graham Bell first came up with it. Whatever. I don't want to get into that kind of crap. But I'm looking at the seasonality chart and we're looking... Uh, we have a nice little flat line, which basically means going sideways, which sideways is op is is an, uh, I was going to think of optimal, which is a good word, is great for covered calls and, and spreads because the stock has a tendency just to go basically nowhere, which is okay because you buy it at a certain price, you sell it at a certain price, and you collect a premium. Hey, everything's good in the neighborhood, right? All right. That being said, let's throw it into the trade grid and see what the numbers look like. I like it when the numbers are in my favor. And here we go. So AT&T got a bid of 1879 and an ask of 1880. When they're that close, a one cent spread between the two, that means a lot of trading going on. Speaking of a lot of trading, 10 million shares so far. And we're only a little bit more than halfway, well, a lot more than halfway through the day. Okay. That being said, the ask price is 1880. All right, so if we take a look <clears throat> at the 
at the money option for someone to buy it from us, but basically same thing we paid for it, which would be the $18.50. We're only looking at $0.36, cents and you subtract that from the $18.80, which means you're only getting $0.16 cents on the $18 stock, which is, mm, what, 8.8%? It's not even quite 1%. So I don't know. You have to really like it in order to do that, in my humble opinion. And I don't know, 0.8 is not that bad with at and a 100-year-old company. But just for the fun of it, Let's take a look at the uh, the book value for AT&T and see if it's really as good as I like to pretend it to be. All right, so AT&T we have out of our four analysis, we have two say to get rid of, one says, yeah, I like to get rid of it, and another one says to hold it. So we have no strong buys for AT&T based on the professionals, which I'm not really one of them, needless to say. All right. Now we get the book value on AT and T being thirteen sixty eight. So it's at eighteen now, and the book value is thirteen. So it's only like a what, five bucks off. So they may be questionable, but I'm gonna let you choose that. For me, I think I might pass on it unless I get desperate and and want to just you know dump money somewhere to, to hold on to something, because AT and T you know over a hundred years old. You know, they get the nice return, all that kind of nice, neat, fun stuff, all that crap, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's still below 1%. So I'm going to let you figure that out on your own. That being said, I'm past my 10 minutes, and I'm going to close with, a, hey, hello, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk. Talk to you guys tomorrow. And uh, basically, not a whole heck of a lot's going to go on tomorrow because we went through everything that's already available for this week. So... You guys have a great day, and I'll check in again tomorrow just to give you an idea of where we are and what's going on. Have a great day and talk to you tomorrow. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you, and have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.